0: Win or lose, are we feeling the love this morning? Well, now that we've had time to sleep on it, let's talk about it. It's time for Monday Morning Quarterback on WTMJ Now. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Oh, yes, Packers fans. Hell yeah, we probably recruited some people from Illinois to change their allegiance. Haven't we, Brandon Snide, big-time sports guy? I think so. My goodness. So I, I had an interesting day. I, I had the, I watched the first half of the game and I had to go to, I didn't have to go. My wife's mm-hmm. Christmas present was uh, two tickets to the. You're a good husband. Yeah. That's at, what you do. So what, what was that again? I missed that. My, I just
1: want to let Mrs. Scafidi know <laughs> that she married a good man.
0: There you go. Thank you for that. If, <laughs> if you missed it, and, and how is that even possible? It was an incredible sports day. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Packers here because it's Monday morning quarterback. You, by the way, all last week predicted this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was it about this game? Brandon that made you say they're gonna win this game.
1: It really had nothing to do with the Cowboys, Steve. My my thoughts going into this game were strictly focused and centered around the Green Bay Packers. And I know it's been a roller coaster season. You you look back and you go, How do you lose to Tommy DeVito? And you lost to Baker Mayfield and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Raiders and the Broncos. But you gotta look at the most recent body of work and over the course of I would say now a month, but going into this game was always the last three weeks. I always look at what their last three games were, and the Packers offensively were one of the best teams in the National Football League. Since Week 11, Jordan Love, and this is not just the fandom in me coming out by the numbers, Jordan Love has been the best quarterback in the National Football League. Again, Jordan Love has been the best quarterback in football since Week 11, since that loss to uh, Pittsburgh the week after that when they beat uh, the Chargers. And then they eventually beat the, the Lions and the Chiefs. And and since then he has been the best. So that's where it came from. You know, I, I knew Dallas was gonna be a good team. I knew they were gonna be a tough test. They haven't lost in almost two years at home, two like two calendar years. Uh 2022 in, of September was their last home loss. I knew their offense was dangerous. I knew they had a very good defense on paper. But Matt LaFleur is in a zone right now with the play calling. You got guys back that were that were not healthy that are, are starting to get healthy. Luke Musgrave, Christian Watson, to name the, the main two. And it just felt like – well, not really felt like. You're seeing the confidence in number 10 be able to run the offense. I mean, he's changing plays at the line of scrimmage. He's throwing off his back foot on third and seven and, and throwing a dot to Dontavian Wicks for a touchdown to go up 20 to nothing. I mean – when, when this team starts to believe in themselves and they have clearly started to believe in themselves, it's a dangerous bunch because, like you and I talked about it, you can't hone in on one guy. They have five, six guys that can beat you.
0: Yeah, th- their roster is so deep on the offensive side that they, they can literally just shuffle guys in and out. Mm-hmm. They can they can sustain injuries. Watson was down for how <laughs> many games?
1: Yeah, I think he played maybe six, seven games this year. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember, but yeah.
0: And the two guys that you really looked at this year... Watson and Reed, they were really non-factors in the game. Reed didn't even have a catch yesterday. <laughs> so that's that's the uh, the amazing thing about this transformation. Here's the other interesting thing for me as a, as a fan and observer of the NFL. They, they won these last two games, Bears to get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. Cowboys to advance, against really good defenses. Mm-hmm. These weren't like some sham team. These were teams that, in the Cowboys' case, High scoring on offense, great defense. All I heard Especially about, at home. Yeah, and all I heard about was Micah Parsons. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure at some point in that game I saw yep. Aaron Jones yep. <laughs> put a block on Micah Parsons that sent him to the sideline. And,
1: aver- and kudos to Jones. You're absolutely right, Steve. Since that when that block happened, he was not the same player for the rest <laughs> of the course of the game. Like He knocked the wind out of him, whatever he did, but he was clearly not the same player.
0: And oh, by the way, Aaron Jones, five nine two zero nine. 209 basically small guy in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about his running yesterday. I've seen a lot of Aaron Jones games in person and on TV. He was committed, both on the uh, uh, Matt LaFleur side of things, to calling those runs. But Aaron Jones was finding the holes, accelerating, Mm -hmm. doing things that, frankly, Aaron Jones hasn't done in a long time. This is the Aaron Jones that we need in the playoffs.
1: And and not to take anything away from Jordan Love, Steve, because I want to hit on your point because you're absolutely right. 21 carries. 118 yards, three touchdowns for uh, Aaron Jones. It's not a coincidence that when Aaron Jones came back into the lineup, the Packers' offense really started to skyrocket. It's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that this scheme, the offense Matt Lafleur runs, is predicated off of being able to run the ball, play action, get out of the pocket, and and now you're seeing it. Like Dallas defense, they had no idea what to defend. They had no idea what was coming. Are they running? Are they throwing? No idea. Dan Quinn is a very good defensive coordinator. He will probably be a head coach. And he was in shackles yesterday. Like, there was nothing he could do.
0: He is Brandon Snide. I am Steve Scafiddi. It is, of course, Monday Morning Quarterback on WTMJ. Now we'll take a break here. You want to join the conversation? 855-616-1620. God, those uh, Bears and Vikings fans got to be feeling scared. What happened? Love. Back foot. That's a man. Love. But it's going to be caught by Musgrave, racing towards the end zone. He is in touchdown, Green Bay. It was a battlefield, and uh, the (laughs) Packers were incredibly victorious. Twenty-seven zip at one point. Yeah, forty-eight to sixteen at one point
1: with like ten minutes left in the fourth.
0: Yeah, what a game! (laughs) And uh, you can you can jump on the line. We're gonna we're gonna go expand an edition of Monday Morning Quarterback today because why not? 855-616-1620. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Question for you, Brandon. Uh, question on defense. Out of curiosity, who makes the recommendation and decision to play passive or prevent defense, especially at 10 minutes left? That's when the uh, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, I wouldn't say quickly, but they scored two touchdowns and yeah. two-point conversions after
1: each. It was about the seven, six, seven-minute, and that's when LaFleur pulled his starters. Uh, it, it's really, it's kind of like, I don't want to say an unwritten rule in football, but You're up 32 points in a game in the last quarter. Let's say there's nine, ten minutes left. As a defense, you just don't want to give up a massive play. So that's why you saw a lot of uh, you know, middle of the field. Jake Ferguson, the Wisconsin Badger product, catching a lot of passes over the middle of the field. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup caught a lot of over-the-middle passes. The defense just doesn't want to give an over-the-top type play, which will lead to a quick score. Didn't really help the Packers because I believe Cowboys within, like, Five minutes, scored sixteen points. And well,
0: Lafleur put the starters back right in.
1: right back in it. So yeah, I mean it happens. Unfortunately, the the, the score you know forty eight thirty two, but it was it was much more than that. So it's 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 obviously a decision that is the defensive coordinator, but I I would imagine Lafleur is involved with that
0: decision as well. Steve from Illinois joins us. Hey Steve, go pack, go happy hey, Steve, victory I'm... Monday. Oh yeah, hi. I'm actually from Milwaukee. I'm driving a truck in Illinois right now, on my way back to. I'm oh,
1: sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, you're on your way back. No, that's, that's okay.
0: Good. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I didn't think the Packers were going to win like that. I thought maybe they'd win by like a field goal or something like that. But that was just incredible. And I was also saying that if we upset San Francisco next week in Detroit, was we could be looking at a Packers Lions NFC Championship game. How wild! Thanks for <laughs> that would be crazy. Save, stay safe on the roads. How wild would that
1: be at Detroit at Ford Field? That, that would be, would nuts. be
0: absolutely.
1: The I'm Packers gonna,
0: Packers would bolt race them. Mike from Chicago joins us. Hey, Mike. How's it going, guys? I just want to give a good testament to the coaching staff. I mean, when this team was sitting at two and five, I think they really only had about a five percent chance or six percent chance of making the playoffs. And they did. I'm really proud of what they've done. I mean, regardless of what happens next week in San Francisco, I think they're building for the future. And I think this is the way to do it with a young core, guys that know one another, guys that have a lot of rapport with one another. And, um, I I don't really know if they might be better off with a solid number one wide receiver right now. I think it's better the way they're doing it now. They're really spreading it around the four or five different receivers, and they got two tight ends that are just just awesome and a really great running back in Jones. So yeah. Thanks for the uh, call. It's thanks a lot for calling. of positive Mike. with me here, regardless of what happens next week. I mean, great job, guys. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. I let you go there. You, Excellent call. Yes. Interesting that the first two calls were from the state of Illinois. Although first caller was from a lot
1: of people in Illinois, non-Packer fans starting to sweat a little bit.
0: As we're talking here, I'm going to look up the comments. There's two comments I want to read from uh, t- Twitter or X. One was Mike Greenberg, and the other one was from Andrew Brant, who used to work for the mm-hmm. Packers. Is you know the like expert on the salary cap, mm-hmm. and I think he teaches uh, all of that. Signed Aaron Rodgers. Signed, yeah, a few that's, times. A, that's a nice resume. Yeah, but the fact that this team. I would say the middle of the season, people. There's a lot of question marks. Joe Barry. Mm -hmm. That was all we talked about in on Morning Quarterback for weeks, (laughs) right? You know this, yeah. And I wonder if
1: the voice in that defensive room, Matt Lafleur, what he's influenced. I'd be curious. You're obviously not going to. He's not going to come out and tell you, you know, that he's doing, you know, X, Y, and Z as far as the defensive uh, scheming up for the week, but. After what was it? Was it the the Giants or the? I think it was the Tampa Bay game. Is when Matt Lafleur was like, "I'm going to get in the defensive room. I'm going to have a, a more prominent voice than than I have in in, in the past." And and obviously, the defense. Look, the, it's the NFL. Like teams are still going to score. They're still really good players. The the refs make you know the, the rules want for the the league to score points. So, like last night, the Cowboys are going to score points. The Packers obviously scored 48 points, but. It's a it's a league where it's it's, it's generated around offense. You're still going to score. You just have to make those key stops and be able to when the, when. And I said it before the game. I said it to my dad. He's he's probably listening right now. He can test for this. I said Dak's going to throw you one or two. You just got to catch him. He's going to throw him. He threw three last year at Lambeau Field. He should have had three yesterday if Andre Campbell dropped it in the end zone.
0: Yeah, Mike Greenberg, uh, ESPN Greeny, says, I'm not sure how to describe what we just saw. There aren't adjectives strong enough for how badly the Cowboys played. Hard to imagine doesn't lead to major changes. This is a no-show for the ages. Generally one of the worst big-game performances in NFL history. You can't talk about that game and not, and not talk about the fact that the Cowboys have been unbeaten at home almost for, two years. Yeah, and then played that kind of a game. So what what does that tell us? Like is Were the Packers just so dominant that the, the other team said, you know what, we can't compete with these guys. Was Matt LaFleur calling a game they didn't expect? What was it exactly?
1: I think LaFleur is just on a heater right now. LaFleur and Love are on an absolute missile, like, you know, just absolutely on fire. Like, any play LaFleur calls, it's, you know, 75% successful. Any play LaFleur calls, Jordan Love is obviously comfortable with, and they have a, a, a rapport that they've obviously been working together for the past few years where he knows what Love likes, you know, Love knows what LaFleur likes to call, and, and they've gotten into a groove with each other, and you could see Love have the freedom at the line of scrimmage. He's checked into a few runs. He's checked out of a few runs, you know, third and seven off his back foot, Steve. They send the house on third and seven, and he throws a dime to Dontavian Wicks for the touchdown. That put him up 20-0. to zero. I mean, he, he's given Love the keys of the Ferrari, and Love's out cruising, man. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible to see.
0: I love that. Keys to the Ferrari. Rome joins yeah. us from the east side. Hey, Rome. I just forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a holiday. Rome. Hey. It is a holiday. Rome. It's a holiday, girl. Uh, yeah. So Rome. I'll give you some money. Rome. Yes, hello, hello. <laughs> what hey, are you hey, doing? Hey, are you out there transacting, Rome? <laughs> Actually, I'm helping a lady across this. this is, you would not believe this, but I'm an educators credit union now. Helping a lady across the street. Uh, God bless you. From the ice. God bless you. <laughs> but, uh, Hey, man, I grew up in Pennsylvania as the only Packer fan in the 60s, <laughs> and God get found a way to get me to Wisconsin, and of all places, first, lacrosse, Wisconsin, where Gudikus was a player during that time. Mm-hmm. I was there from 90 to 02, and I knew that, you know, he was a guy that had the Packers' best interest in heart. But we had so many people that were on the bandwagon of fire Gudikus, get rid of the coach, uh, you know, and, uh, love has a weak arm. So I want to now where – are uh, you guys? What are you guys feeling about uh, Goudicus at this point? All right, thanks for the call, Rome. Uh, I, I I didn't really blow him up because I I didn't think necessarily he was the problem. Um, I had more angst for Joe Barry, and I'm going to have to eat crow on that one. But uh, Brian Goudicus has had a couple. Last year's draft was in, insanely good. The one before, not too bad. This is a guy who is, if if he needed redemption, has certainly redeemed himself. They have the, one of the deepest receiving cores. In the league right now. Maybe
1: the deepest.
0: And they're also one of the cheapest. They cost $6.5 million. That's less than most teams play one star player. Well, That's incredible.
1: Goody's big knock on him, Steve, was the drafting of Jordan Love. 2020, people will, people, I still have receipts. You can find them on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, saying Brian Goodykins' selection of Jordan Love was the worst draft pick they have ever seen. <laughs> that has turned out to be false. And if that is his worst draft pick, and Jordan Love has now turned into a top-five quarterback in the National Football League, he is the franchise quarterback for the Packers for the next decade, Goodenkins has done a marvelous job. And last week I wrote on Extra Points for Wisconsin's Morning News, it's time to turn in your apology letter to Goody because the guy has been able to look at this team from, you know, a, a you know riding right down the middle. He knew what Aaron Rodgers meant to this franchise. He knew how good... Aaron Rodgers was, and he still looked at him and said, you know what? You want out? You and I are not getting along. You go to New York. Have fun. I'm going to take Jordan Love. I'm going to start him. I selected him in 2020. I believe in him. And how that has paid off is just tremendous. He should be the executive of the year. Like, I I don't think uh, he probably won't because for whatever reason, those end-of-the-year awards, Matt LaFleur, Goody, they never get the recognition They deserve, but everybody counted this Packers team out in Vegas. I believe they had their win total at seven and a half this year. They're at ten right now. Yeah, I mean they have done tremendous work. Your starting left tackle was a, a seventh round draft pick. Your starting cornerback is a seventh round draft pick. All your receivers are rookies or or second year guys, and you're in this. You're you're two wins away from a Super Bowl appearance. How about that? Two wins away from going to the Super Bowl
0: as the youngest team since the merger to
1: ever make the playoffs.
0: Their future is bright, this young Green Bay Packers team. Brandon Snide alongside as We have a celebrated Monday morning quarterback expanded edition. Mike and Mark are on the phones. Lots more to get to. We'll do it after this on WTMJ.
1: In the locker room right there, it's a, it's a great environment to be in. You know, I just can't say enough how proud I am of everybody in the locker room. It's been a long season. Uh, we've been counted out. A lot of the season, so um, just the way everybody keeps keeps battling, keeps competing, uh, getting better, and obviously putting on great performances like uh, tonight. So
0: um, it's a great feeling. Oh, uh, Jordan Love, superstar to be? Question mark? I don't think that's even a question anymore. We got calls, we got lots of texts. I wanted to read this another one from uh, ESPN Greeny, Mike Greenberg, who knows the. NFC pretty well, and, and certainly the uh, the North Division. Former Chicago guy, uh, he said this on the X yesterday. There are a lot of people, and I'm most certainly one who owe Brian Gutekunst an apology. This team didn't rebuild after Aaron; it got better immediately. <laughs> they are young, super talented, and the quarterback has star written all over him. The GM <laughs> deserves to take a bow. That's a high praise. Executive of, of the year, yeah. It's it's amazing transformation because this was. I, I actually fell into this. This was supposed to be a rebuild year. Mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of the year, I think I started with eight. I down downsized that prediction about six at one mm-hmm. point because they were three and six. And ever since then, they've turned it around. Mark joins us from Elkhorn. Oh, we lose Mark. Nope, there's Mark. Hey, Mark. Hello. Good morning, guys. Thanks for uh, taking morning. my call. Sure. I just wanted to share a quick quick story with you. Uh, my wife and I were on vacation uh, out to Arlington, Texas and uh 2018 in march of 2018 and we took the uh, mvp tour at the at&t stadium and uh, it's it's a marvelous marvelous stadium and uh, when the tour was done they allowed us to go down on the field and my wife uh, her stamina wasn't the greatest so she sat on the cowboys bench and i walked out to the 50 yard line and i knelt down at the giant (laughs) blue star in the center of the field and I took my index finger and I etched a giant G in the middle of that star. <laughs> and I just wanted to call you guys and let you know that I'm so happy to see that the mojo is still working. A powerful trip I love that. from Mark to his Green Bay Pack. Thanks for the call, Mark. That's he, awesome. He etched a G. It would be funny if you could see that on the. That's pretty cool. They let you go to the middle of the field.
1: You don't cannot do that at Lambeau.
0: No, no. I, I you ran can't the, even go on the grass. I think the first or second year I ran the Green Bay Marathon, they let you run down the middle of the field. That's cool. And then that got shut down. Yeah. After that, no.
1: They got that marked off.
0: I mentioned a tweet from uh, Andrew Brant's former executive mm-hmm. for the Packers, now a big-time uh, sports guy, and uh, he talks a lot about the law in sports. Uh, realize I can be a- annoying here, repackers, Packers, but heard complaints on the Packer way for so long. It's very simple. Draft and develop. No quick fixes. Trust your scouting. Mm-hmm. Coaches unafraid to play younger players. We've seen that this year, mm-hmm. incredibly so. Sign core players to early extensions. This is the big one. Draft a quarterback before you need one. And that's Jordan Love. That was Aaron Rodgers. And Goody learned from
1: Ted Thompson. And who did
0: Ted Thompson learn from? Ron Wolf. Ron Wolf, The architect of all of mm-hmm. this, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that changed the franchise. I, I saw something the other day about teams not making Well, it was Detroit. They, they've really not had any playoff success. 32 years. Yeah. We've had almost annual trips to the playoffs for 30 years. Couple exceptions, Rogers injury last year when they when they uh lost to the Lions, who turned out to be a pretty good team, as we saw yesterday, beating the Rams. This is an interesting new era in Packers football. Youngest team, you mentioned that earlier. Lots of draft picks stockpiled. They're gonna have a lot of cash to spend once the Aaron Rodgers uh mm-hmm. anchor gets off their from around their neck. This is a good time to be a Packers fan right now.
1: I got I got a text here I want to read for you, Stephen. Sure. and I want you to react to it. And this is from the 906, so thank you for, for texting this in. So I'm going to read this to you, and I want you to let me know your thoughts. One word, R-E-L-A-X. It has been one year with Jordan Love. If he repeats this performance next year, then start to use the phrase franchise quarterback. Yes, they shocked the world. And Mike McCarthy might get fired. Everyone is so quick to crown someone. Shout out to the O-line who allows Jordan Love to operate. That's Chris in Appleton. Your
0: thoughts? Um, yeah, there's always a little bit of let's let's not go overboard. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, although they have just, just as good a chance <laughs> as anybody, right? They, you know, three wins. Final and, eight teams. <laughs> yeah, eight teams. <laughs> three wins, and you, you, you won the Super Bowl. So this team could do that, and, and I don't think most. Matter of fact, I know because I, I watched all the predictions. Other than I think one person on all the shows, everybody picked the Cowboys to win fairly easily. I think they were a touchdown favorite. Yep, seven and a half. Yep, They were down at home by 32 (laughs) points. So, yeah, relax is a fun phrase to throw around because obviously R-E-L-A-X is something that Aaron Rodgers used um, to make a point. What I will say is this. Jordan Love isn't just having a great season. He's done things historically Mm -hmm. that suggest he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Now, he's only played one year. You have to, you have to demonstrate that year after year after year. But when you see somebody have nine games with no interceptions.
1: hmm. 24 touchdowns.
0: Yeah. When you see somebody finish seconds to Dak Prescott for touchdowns in a season in his first year as a starter, that's not typically what's done. And then, oh, by the way, you throw in a near perfect quarterback rating yesterday. One incompletion away. Yeah. Only because what <laughs> Tucker Craft yeah, dropped, dropped it at the it. end. Yeah. I mean, come on. That is pretty, pretty significant stuff. And, I don't know what Chris's allegiance is, whether he's a fan of another team or maybe Mm -hmm. maybe he's a fan of the Packers who has a little bit of a more uh, negative tone on the game and the season. I don't know. But there are folks in Chicago literally tearing their hair out because they're witnessing what is happening again to them. A Green Bay team who Chicago fans, the organization basically said was done, who have now flipped a script on this thing. And they're, let's be honest, pissed about it. And I'm happy for them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're looking at for Chris in, in, in Appleton and, th- and really again, thank you for the the text. But if you're in if you're looking at Jordan Love and being like, well, it's too quick to crown someone. It, I could see that if it was a four game stretch. He's done this over the course of the year. He struggled in October, but I think people got to realize play calling was bad. The defense was really bad. Oh, and by the way, you didn't have your left tackle. Aaron Jones has been out of the lineup. Christian Watson's been out of the lineup. You got rookies learning on the fly. You got second year guys who are your quote unquote veterans on offense. There was a lot of moving pieces around Jordan Love. Once that stabilized, he put on a show and he has been the best quarterback in the National Football League since week 11. He is a franchise quarterback. I don't think anybody that has watched him can say otherwise. You look at him and be like, well, we'll see next year. No, he is the friend. That's enough. That's a big enough sample size tell in Chicago they it's been three years and they still don't know what with Justin Fields. I don't know what I would do
0: if I was a Bears fan. I would probably stop dressing. I like, would become a Packers fan. I would probably stop buying Bears jerseys for my kids because let's be honest, that's that's almost child abuse. I know Bob
1: and Waukesha is doing okay today.
0: Yeah. You're watching that Bob, Jordan Love
1: performance. Bob, if you're out there listening, I know you usually do.
0: Maybe you're maybe you're shoveling snow or something today. I feel your pain. It's good. do we though? I do because Bob's a good guy. Well, do we feel it though? We, we know it's there. <laughs> yes. Have we ever
1: felt that pain, Steve? Well, well you have. I, have. I have. You have
0: it. Yeah, you've only lived a successful I was born time. into
1: the Brett Fire era.
0: <laughs> yeah, my goodness. I lived some tough, tough, tough <laughs> years. All right, we'll take a break here. I got phone calls, I got texts. Join us. It's an expanded edition of Monday Morning Quarterback. Jones again, running left, running up the middle, and running in for a touchdown. The third today for Aaron Jones. Oh, I am. Why not? Jordan Love, our youngster quarterback. Is he 24 years old? Franchise quarterback. Yes, franchise quarterback. All right, Mike has been very patient, so we got to get Mike on. Then we got a great call from Oklahoma. Hey, Mike. Not that you're not crazy. Good
1: great. morning, Stephen Brandon. Brandon, long time no talk. Good morning, bud. How are you? I'm excellent. I, I could not be better this morning, to be honest. <laughs> right. I told my wife last night it was the best night of my life. We got married a few years ago, and she looked at me crooked. Ooh, that's
0: a tough one. That's I meant a, it. Mm, tough. Yes. <laughs> yes, don't get in too much trouble. But happy Victory Monday to everybody in Wisconsin. Uh, Steve, when we talked Friday, I knew I told you I'm rooting for the Pack. I didn't have high hopes, but the only thing that kept me hopeful was that how well they had played at the end of the season. And I think Brandon kind of summed it up when he said it had nothing to do with the Cowboys and had everything to do with how the Packers were playing at the end of the season. And um, I am just – I was happily surprised. I enjoyed every aspect of the game. I got a little nervous at the end because I hate the prevent defense. Yeah. I've always said the prevent defense, the only thing it does is prevent you from winning. And it started to get scary a little bit. But uh, the better team won, of course, and um, we'll see what happens. They definitely have the model for quarterbacks. They've shown that. Uh, And I know you got some texts about people saying, like, hey, you develop – and uh, that seems to work for you guys. We might have to try that in Chicago sometime. There you go. Thanks for the call, Mike. Um, let's talk to somebody who's at the game. That's, this is kind of cool. Tim is calling from Oklahoma. Hey, Tim. Hey, how you doing? Good. You're at the game. Hey, I was at, yes, sir. I'm uh, Right now I'm a truck driver, so I got in late last night uh, after the game at about 10 o'clock, and then I had to turn around and go do my route. So tell me how that felt. I mean, we were watching it on yeah, TV. It was awesome. It was awesome. You guys, uh, it, from your sound bites, you could see, you could hear the crowd going nuts. The Packers were well represented there. You could the hear right the Go Pack go like, chants. Oh, Packers down there. Yeah, we could hear the Go Pack go chance on the okay. on the TV broadcast. Hey guys, get this. Guess who I saw on the mezzanine and that was able to get a photo with Don Beebe and Doug Evans. Oh, hey, there you go. go. Those are two excellent nineties. Yeah. 90s, yeah. Thanks for the call, Tim, calling away from Oklahoma. Uh, Your connection was getting a little funky there. Don Beebe. Wow. That's a good one. That's going all the way back.
1: The only other Packer to win Player of the Week in consecutive
0: uh, order. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing about Jordan Love. He's done things that essentially rookie quarterbacks, even though he's his fourth year, have never done.
1: Yeah. And there's a text on there asking about how does Jordan Love compare to Mahomes and Brady. Well, not not necessarily the greatest. Mahomes' first year he won the MVP as starting quarterback. Yeah. I um, wasn't a rookie, but it, his first year starting, he has better stats than Brady did in his first year starting. You know, take that for what it's worth. But
0: did you happen to see during the broadcast? Where this is an expanded edition of Monday Morning Quarterback. If you're wondering why we're still talking about the Packers, and I'm going to mention them a lot today because it's it's an exciting day for Packers fans and the states. Um, there was a family at the game, and it looked like one one of the kids <laughs> had the Packers jersey on, who was just yeah. out of his mind happy. Yeah. And his, his poor, I think it was his brother. Had the Cowboys jersey on, yeah. It was just you know, out of his mind, sad. <laughs> it was a house divided because it looked yeah, like the dad yeah. was also in a Packer jersey, but the mom All right. was in a Cowboy jersey. This gives me a good mom. Parents, if you are if your allegiance to the different teams, don't have kids. No, don't, don't get married. Don't get married in the first place. That's not. I, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, especially the Bears-Packers nah, thing. I never got it. I know people like this. Never got it. It's awkward and weird. Then they, if you have multiple kids, the kids have to argue about what team they. I want to be on
1: mom's. So and don't ever ask me to go to the in-laws. There's absolutely no chance I'm going there to watch a game to watch. Yeah. A Bears game, but
0: no, absolutely not. Uh, people were mad at me about the. Uh, If you put a Bears jersey on your kid, it's child abuse. I mean, obviously, I'm having fun, but you got to think about your decisions in life. You 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 might set them up for
1: success somehow. My
0: grandparents, my grandparents, my grandkids are going to their daycares. They got the Packers gear on. They're celebrating, (laughs) and their poor friends are like miserable because they've been forced to watch this horrific franchise for the last thirty years. Absolutely suck. And then the fo- the folks in Minnesota who think for some reason they deserve to have a Super Bowl, earn it. You play inside, you're not tough. Yeah.
1: And if you and if last night was any indication for the Vikings or Bears or and Bears I should say, they're probably waking up this morning a little bit, you know, worried. Oh, the Lions. Oh my goodness. Lions a playoff win. The Packers, who nobody thought was going to get, it, not only a winning record but into the playoffs, and they. Boat race the, the the Cowboys the number two seed.
0: All right, we got to take a break here. The other Steve from Oak Creek, I see is on the line. Lots of texts as well, having some fun with the big victory Monday celebration. Packers big over the Cowboys yesterday in Dallas, forty eight thirty two. On their way to San Francisco this Saturday night prime time. Who knows what might happen there? So proud of our guys. Just the mindset that they had coming down here and to put a. Put on a performance like that. Uh, couldn't be happier for them. Um, certainly, we knew it was going to be difficult, and uh, you know, hats off to Dallas, making it a game at the end of the game, and just couldn't be happier for guys. Obviously, um, really excited about the next opportunity. Sense of the theme on the uh, program today. Yes, Jordan Love, the guy, franchise guy. Might be the best quarterback in the North. Might be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No,
1: no, stop. He is the best quarterback in the North. <laughs> and he is one, He is the best quarterback in the National Football League since Week 11.
0: Since Week 11, yes. And the, and the stats
1: I still right. think he's an MVP candidate. People still laugh at me. I saw somebody else chimed in on that. Yeah, Kurt Bankert, who played quarterback in the NFL. But Four. people in this office laughed at me when I said it.
0: Let's hear what uh, Steve call, Steve from My Favorite City has to say. Hi, Steve. Good morning, and I just wanted to comment on the Packer execution. My execution by the offensive and defensive line was just excellent. Uh, 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 Aaron Jones was carrying out his fakes. He took that one fake and then smacked that linebacker coming (laughs) in to protect Love and Love made the throw. So it was just great discipline, great execution all the way around. Yeah, thanks for the call, buddy. Thanks for uh, hanging on. Look, this is one of those weeks where we're going to have fun with the Packers. I'm going to do a lot of Packers content throughout the week because it's, it's playoff. Mm-hmm. Playoffs football. <laughs> and you have to Thanks, celebrate Jim. it. You have to celebrate it. This was a week that I, th- I don't think a lot of us necessarily expected. You you were a- ahead of the curve. You said you would, mm-hmm. w- they would win, and they did. Um, I don't think any of us expected it to be a game like that. It was 27 to nothing at one point. And I Shocked. Told, I told the story. <laughs> we had play tickets for, like, since December. We were going to this play, Funny Girl at the markets, Which, by the way, the the, uh, the lead in that in that performance was spectacular. When did you buy those tickets? In December, early December. Yeah. So you had no faith. I just didn't think they'd be playing on <laughs> Sunday nights. You know, Sunday late afternoon.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, percentages were on your side. Yeah, I mean, they were in they were, the twenties, I think, at and early yeah. December.
0: So, plus my wife wanted to see it, and, and there was only one week of the of the run, and that was the day we could go. And now next Saturday, they're scheduled to play. I'm supposed to have my (laughs) Tuscany reunion trip right when the game is on. So we're going to have to
1: think about that. Here's a text from the 414. My nephew's getting married on Saturday. Oh. Skip it. (laughs) Skip
0: the wedding? (laughs)
1: Record it. Send me
0: pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Just send him a check. Yeah. Cash is king. I was there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Have someone like yeah, mix the food up on your plate. Yeah, I was there. It was a great time.
0: Uh, let's let's look ahead a little bit. So we're going to play the 49ers. They're obviously the number one seed. They've mm-hmm. had a great season. They're a tough team. They're not invincible. They've they've lost games as well. Um, when you look at this game on Saturday, um, obviously Brock Purdy is playing very very well. They got a great defense. They got incredible running back Christian McCaffrey, who had I don't know how many touchdowns, but a lot.
1: Oh, of them. he's going to be scary.
0: Uh, Debo Samuel, um, the tight end Kittle, yep. Kittle, yeah.
1: Brandon Ayuk, another receiver. So.
0: Although I would say the same thing about the Cowboys. They have stars mm-hmm. like that. Could we see a Packers upset 2.0? Yeah. You're not predicting that, though. I am. <laughs> you're gonna, are you just saying that because you're the, saying it?
1: They're the hottest team in the NFL, and we saw it in 2011. I don't want to compare teams because there's two different generations, two different coaches, two different teams. The Packers backed into the Blush, and they backed in. They beat the Bears in that final week. They got into the playoffs in 2010. They were the sixth seed. They went on the road three straight weeks. Nobody thought they were going to beat Atlanta. Nobody thought they were going to go into Soldier Field and beat the Bears. They were the underdog, and they, but they were the hottest team in the NFL, and that is all that matters at this point. It doesn't matter what San Francisco did all year. People told me all week I was crazy for picking the Packers. The Cowboys don't lose at home. They put up 37 points per game. Dak Press, that's an MVP quarterback. It doesn't matter. It's what you're doing now. You're the hottest team in the NFL. This Packers team has nothing to lose. They're playing free and they're going to go into San Francisco, Steve, and they are going to beat. They are going to get rid of that Niner demon that is on their back and move on in the playoffs.
0: All right. You heard her here first. Brandon Snyde. Thanks for hanging out for Monday morning quarterback expanded edition. We'll talk during the week, I'm sure. Uh, though I'll make some more Packers content in during the rest of the show. We got two more hours. Join us in the conversation. On WTMJ.